On October 12, 1891, a Jewish family in Germany welcomed their 11th child, a girl they named Edith Stein. 51 years later, Edith Stein would leave this world going by another name, Teresa Benedict of the Cross. She grew up to become an intelligent philosopher who converted to Catholicism at 31. At 42, she entered a cloistered Carmelite monastery. She became a Carmelite nun. And nine years later, she died in Auschwitz. There is much worth mentioning about the extraordinary life of Edith Stein. But I'm always struck by the simple way that our Lord drew, or began to draw, this beautiful and brilliant young woman to the Catholic faith. See, one day in her late 20s, she's in Frankfurt, and she goes randomly to the cathedral. And there she sees a woman with a handbasket filled from the marketplace go into the church, kneel down, and silently pray. And this astonishes her. She later wrote, This was something totally new to me. In the synagogues and Protestant churches I had visited, people simply went to services. Here, however, I saw someone coming straight from the busy marketplace into this empty church as if she was going to have an intimate conversation. It was something I never forgot. The woman and others like her were coming not to enjoy the beauty of the cathedral, but to speak to someone. Jesus Christ, who is really, truly, and substantially present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Blessed Sacrament, which is reserved in tabernacles throughout the world. Tonight, we celebrate the institution of the Blessed Sacrament, this gift Christ gives us at the Last Supper, when, as we heard in our second reading, he takes bread and wine and says, This is my body, this is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. In his final hour, he wished to give his disciples the, the greatest proof of his love, which is the Eucharist. There are many reasons why the Eucharist is the, that greatest proof of Christ's love for us. I'll just mention two. First, shows us the depths he's willing to go to to save us. Not only did God become man to save us and redeem us, not only did he endure the shame and torture of the cross, of the cross not only did he stoop even lower, to uh, wash the feet of his disciples. I suppose that's not lower than the cross, but it was the task of a slave in the first century or a servant. Even more than that, Christ becomes the spiritual food and drink in the Eucharist, which nourishes, grows, and strengthens this life of grace within us. But the second way that the Eucharist shows his tremendous love is it's his way of remaining present with us on a substantial and real level throughout the world. A, a presence that is widely accessible to us. Think about it this way. If we were blessed to live when Christ walked the earth, we probably wouldn't have had much chance to interact with him. He lived in a place, I don't know, a little bit bigger than Vermont his entire life for 33 years. And when God became man, he willingly took on uh, the limitations 
of space and time. So when he was in Nazareth, he couldn't be in Jerusalem. When he was in Capernaum, he couldn't be in Bethany. But what he gives us in the Eucharist is something that's beyond space and time, so that he's accessible in multiple places here in Emporia, Kansas, and throughout this state and throughout this world. With the Eucharist, he devises to leave his real presence through all the ages and throughout the world. And he does this at the Last Supper, where he also gives us the priesthood, so that down through the ages, Christ's disciples can enjoy his presence wherever a priest says Mass. You know, in time, Edith Stein came to believe and treasure uh, Christ's real presence in the Eucharist. After her conversion, she later wrote, For every Catholic, there lies ready an immeasurable treasure, the proximity of the Lord in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Whoever is imbued with lively faith in Christ present in the tabernacle knows that a friend waits here constantly, always with time, patience, and sympathy to listen to complaints, petitions, and problems with counsel and help in all things. This person cannot remain desolate and forsaken even under the greatest difficulties. He always has a refuge where quietude and peace can be found. She came to see that Christ's abiding presence in the Eucharist is an eternal light in the darkness. In the end of her life, she lived through some very dark times. She came to see that the Eucharist, in the Eucharist, Christ is consoling us in the midst of the coldness and the difficulties of life. And ultimately, the Eucharist, it's not only what began to draw Edith Stein to the church, it drew her to her vocation, and it gave her the strength to bear martyrdom, to become the saint God created her to be. And the Eucharist can and should be the same for us. But it all begins by being willing to spend time with him, to bend the knee before Jesus in the Eucharist, to cast our cares on him, to speak about our troubles and our difficulties and our fears, and then do it again, visiting him not occasionally, but frequently. I know I've tossed uh, a couple of quotes out. I'll close with one final one. This is from the British author G.K. Chesterton, and he, he wrote this. He said, if I am to answer the question, how would Christ solve modern problems if he were on earth today, I must answer it plainly. And for those of my faith, there is only one answer. Christ is on earth today, alive on a thousand altars, and he doesn't solve people's problem, and he does solve people's problems exactly as he did when he was on earth in the more ordinary sense. That is, he solves the problems of the limited number of people who choose of their own free will to listen to him. Tonight, we can start. We can choose to give him our time and to listen to him. Tonight, we will bend the knee when bread and wine is transformed into the very body and blood of Christ. Tonight, we can bend the knee in adoration when the blessed sacrament is reposed in the, uh, is reserved in the, in the altar of repose in the social hall. 
And may we resolve from this day forward to choose to be one of those limited number of people who strive to be drawn to, to love, and to cherish Jesus Christ, really present in the most holy sacrament of the altar.